This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Third Love. Third Love is the lingerie brand that uses real women's measurements to design better fitting bras. You can go on their website, spend about 30 seconds answering a few questions, and find the perfect fitting bra for you, all from the comfort of your home. And Third Love stands behind their product so much that our listeners can try one for free for 30 days. Just pay for shipping, and returns and exchanges are always free and easy. It says pay up front for shipping, which possibly is a pun. <laughs> so go to thirdlove.com slash. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I think I know what you mean. Visit thirdlove.com slash spilled milk to get started. Is that what you meant? Yeah, that's what I meant. Hello. Hello. Everything sounds so much louder up here than it sounds down there. Oh, yeah. It's... We're not deafening you guys, are we? No. Nope. Yeah, oh, exactly. Good one. Nice. Good one. Yes. So uh, this is our first show at a museum. Uh, I got a haircut this afternoon, and the uh, the hairstylist asked me, um, uh, "What are you doing tonight?" Uh, and I said, "Oh, I'm doing a comedy show at a museum." <laughs> and it didn't sound weird until I mean, it sounded weird like once it came out of my mouth, and she's like. Oh, great. I wish I could make it. <laughs> and so, so I started thinking about, like, you know, uh, comedians are notorious for, like, uh, I mean, I guess it's more like rock stars that are notori- notorious for trashing hotel rooms. But, I mean, they're probably comedians who trash we hotel rooms, too, right? We are going to trash this place. Well, but, I mean, I think my point is, if you pick up the Seattle Times tomorrow morning and there's a big headline about, like, two podcast comedians, like, went on a on meth-fueled road. rampage through Mohai and, like, burned the place to the ground, it was them. <laughs> anyway, Mohai asked us to choose a topic related to Washington history or industry. Uh-huh. So we, we did that. Um, we've lived in Seattle pretty much all our adult lives. Yep. So we decided we, we probably know a lot about the aerospace industry. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just in your blood when you live here. Yeah. So, uh, so our topic today is airplane parts. <laughs> So, uh, Molly, what are some of your favorite airplane parts? We're, we're going to really run with this bit for quite a while. Yeah. Just settle in. So, um, I'm really into propellers. Yeah. 
I, I feel like, you know, when they stopped putting propellers on planes, like, that's when we really, like, you know, kind of lost our way as a society. Like, like whenever I'm taking, like, a little commuter flight, I like, from, that. like, little place to little place, I'm so psyched <laughs> because there are propellers. What, what's one, what are some of your favorite little places? Like, Lilliput? Oh, well, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, like, let's, let's talk about the next part. <laughs> So, okay, um, um, panels and screws. There are definitely a lot of those. Bolts. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Like, what's the difference between a screw and a bolt? Like, and I mean that's in a sexual way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's the fuselage. Uh huh. Don't know what that is. It's probably, probably not, not necessary. Nope. Nope. <laughs> there's, um, there's that blowy thing. The blowy thing, yeah. There's the blowy thing. Like, why do they have those on planes but not anywhere else? <laughs> When I say the blowy thing, I, I, I feel like I'm not getting a lot of recogni recognition on the term blowy thing. Did you not take the Boeing factory tour when they take you into the blowy thing room? No, it's the thing when you reach up and like, you get a little air on yourself. That's a thing on a plane. There's also the inflatable slide, which is kind of the, like, the coolest and like, biggest bummer airplane because part. It's a big bummer because... you never get to use it. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's a bummer because if you get to use it, it means you crashed. It means you died. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, when you're mm -hmm. a kid and you see, oh, they have a giant inflatable slide and we and don't get to use it. And you never get to use it. This is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, they're, uh, oh, they're the wing flaps that come up mm -hmm. when, you're, when you're landing. Yep. International symbol for wing flaps. <laughs> yeah. Those are really cool. I was, I was going to say, like, does the, does the guy on the runway who has, like, the glowing wands also do this to mean wing flaps? But I think that happens when you're way, like, a mile up in the air still. Mm -hmm. So probably there are, doesn't. There wheels. Uh-huh. How many wheels would you say a plane has? I feel like maybe... Three. So this is this is a true three. story. So Molly, Molly and I got together on Wednesday morning at uh, General Porpoise Donuts on Capitol Hill um, to like do our like final plans for the show. It was actually and to just like lick the vanilla custard filling out of some donuts. True. That <laughs> yeah, was we're... what we were there for. At one point, I like dropped a big glob on the plate, and I was like, ooh. And, and what I was saying, ooh, about is like, oh, God, I just lost some of the vanilla cream filling. But Matthew somehow, like, took it differently. And he was like, don't worry, I won't look. You can lick it up. <laughs> and I was like... And she did. I did. Of course I did. So we're, we're uh, meeting to discuss, uh, like, what to, what to talk about for the show. And, and I'm like, you know, like, what, uh, what should we talk about, like, summer berry-wise, which is going to be our actual topic? And Molly's like, no, I've got, like, 17 more ideas for this airplane bit. <laughs> she was more into coming up with ideas for, like, airplane jokes than anything I've ever seen her talk about before. I was like, they've got a cockpit? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a cockpit, people. <laughs> they've got a cockpit? <laughs> Wait, they have two cockpits? There's a cockpit? Oh, there should be a plane with two cockpits. <sighs> they've got a cassette deck in the cockpit. In the crockpot. They have a crockpot in the cockpit. They've got a cassette deck? What do you think they listen to? I don't know. Like, on those long-haul flights, you know they're doing some slow cooking. Um, like, I don't know. <laughs> So, like songs about flying? Like I was thinking like... Free Fallen? I was thinking like for sure. Do you guys remember like Christopher Cross, the guy from the 80s who did like the, all the easy listening stuff that I know all the words to? Like he did that sailing song. Like I'm pretty sure that there's one about flying. Like oh, uh, with the same tune but flying, flying takes, takes me, me away. away. Yeah. To where I'm going freely or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember that song you made up. <laughs> it was a big hit in the 70s. There is my grandmother's favorite hymn. Everything's always funny when I mention my, my dead grandmother. Mm -hmm. It's really, 
That's my greatest bit. No, uh, her, her, her one wish in life before she died was to go down the inflatable slide. Oh, yeah. Her favorite hymn was On Eagle's Wings. I'm pretty sure they listened to that. <laughs> yep, in the cockpit. In the cockpit. Yep. Okay. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so other things Molly said while we were preparing for this was, what do you think they call the metal frame under the seats? <laughs> because I used to have this vision. And she asked this like, like as if I was going to know the answer. <laughs> I used to have this vision. You know the, like, the, the frame, and it's kind of, if you were to stand, at the, if you were to stand in the aisle, mm-hmm. right, and look down a row of seats, look underneath the row of seats, there's, there'd be this like triangular framework, right? Can you picture this? Where you, where so you slide your, your backpack this, under? Like, and maybe I've talked about this on the show before, but I've always had this real fascination with putting myself in small places. She has not talked about this on the show so before. So I always used to imagine like what it would be like to like crawl, crawl down the aisle and then like lie down under a row of seats with my body inside the triangular metal frame. I just thought this would be... Like, I used to think about this when I was falling asleep at night sometimes. Is there, is there a name for this philia you have? I, the closest I've ever gotten is that when I moved to Seattle, uh, at the beginning of my adult life, uh-huh. as previously mentioned, right. um, I rented this apartment in the U District, and it had um, a cabinet that kind of went around a corner. It was a cabinet that I guess you would have had, like, a Lazy Susan in, but this had no Lazy Susan. It was just a cabinet that, like went around a corner and my mom was helping me unpack the kitchen and I was like mom I'm gonna climb into this cabinet and will you will you, will you close the door on me and she was yeah. my mom that, so that's game. when that's she's when she so knew game. she is what Dan Savage is talking about when he talks about <laughs> she, he's talking about your mom <laughs> <laughs> just my mom's so game to put me in cabinets. We, <laughs> it's my thing. Can we rewind and start over? <laughs> okay. All right. I think I'm done with this bit now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Our topic today, so seasonally appropriate, our topic today is summer berries. Um, I just realized there are probably people here. Mohai does like amazing outreach. There are probably is there anyone here who has not heard spilled milk before? Okay, I don't. Oh, oh yeah, all right. Gosh, you brave souls! Uh, Thank I'm, you for coming. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but we're going to talk about food now, kind of. I'm going to take some stuff out of this bag while we get started. Okay. So, um, so we we picked up some uh, non-locally grown berries today. And um, as we often do at the beginning of a show that's about a produce item, I've, I've made a quiz for Molly. So I've, uh, I've gathered some real names of types of berries, and I've also made up some fake berry names. And Molly's going to try and guess which Would are the you real please ones. Hold that not, where I can't yeah, see it. Yeah, I know. This is, this is what Thank I'm always you. trying to teach my daughter about playing cards, and, uh, and I'm just as bad as she is. Okay, Saskatoon berry. Uh, real. Yeah. Real. Okay. Clamberry. That's fake. It's fake. Dewberry. D E W? Yeah. Or is it D O O? Is it like doo wop? <laughs> yeah, it's. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go, that's real. It's real. Yes. Cloudberry. That's real. Yeah. Choke, th- th- this is gonna be too easy. Chokeberry. That's false. That's real. Okay. Really? Yeah. I don't know, I don't know what it is. It's the last berry you eat before <laughs> exactly. you die. <laughs> before you go down the inflatable slide. Yeah. <laughs> uh, jazzberry. That's fake. That's fake. Crowberry. That's real. Yep. Burberry. 
It's that plaid. I don't understand why everybody's into that plaid. It, I'm just going to go oh, out on a limb and say, that is ugly plaid. I thought, is, is, it, like, is it like associated with the luxury brand? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about that for 17 minutes. I feel like I've, I've probably isolated most of our listeners now. They're all into Burberry plaid. Oh, okay. Appleberry. That is a, a, a ocean spray drink. It's real. It's real? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, service berry. That's real. Yes. It's, it's, a, it's a synonym for Saskatoon berry. How did you know that? <laughs> Have you been to Saskatchewan? Is that... Um, I think that I had them uh, on Vancouver Island once. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's close enough to yeah, Saskatchewan. It's very yeah. close. Uh, snowberry. That's, that's false. Real. Oh. Okay. Buffalo berry. <laughs> uh, that's false. It's real. Really? Yes. Uh, very, very berry. Are they really hairy? Buffalo, the buffalo berry? berries? Yes, and they, they roam the plains. <laughs> okay, great. It's one of the Sorry. only, it's on the only uh, roaming berries. <laughs> okay. But what, not the only. What was the, the next one you gave me? Very, very berry. That is not <laughs> real. Not real. And that's, and that's the quiz. Oh, one, one thing I learned while I was researching berries. Did you know that there is a bird called the berry pecker? No, but that's so great. I, I'm pretty sure that's me. We, we need to lead a campaign. Yes, that's you. We need to lead a campaign to, to have the berry pecker named the Washington State bird. I, I feel like Mohai could probably... What is the Washington have, State bird? God, I don't know. So I'm from Oklahoma where the, the state bird is the scissor tail flycatcher. No. And I used to always picture that, the, the, that it actually caught flies with its tail. Yes, of course. <laughs> like this, you know. But I don't think that's actually I don't think that's actually how it does it. And that has been one of the greatest disappointments of becoming an adult has been learning that the scissor tail flycatcher doesn't actually catch flies yeah. like this. What are, what are some of your other biggest adult disappointments? Oh, not I, not getting to go down the slide, obviously. Yes. That that the very, very berry is not a real is berry. Not a real berry. What, wait, what was it called again? The scissor tailed flycatcher? The scissor tail flycatcher. That yeah. Would you amazing. also like me to tell you about our state meal? Yes. I can also tell you the name of the largest county and the smallest county. Wait, wait. Did you say state meal? Fourth grade Oklahoma history. What? Did you say state yeah, meal? Yeah, there's a state meal. It involves um, chicken fried steak. Oh, that sounds corn, good. Corn, fried okra. So much delicious stuff. I can't remember the rest. Wow. We're, we're really talking a lot about state history of states that you are, are not welcome, <laughs> celebrated at this museum. Okay. So let's, let, <laughs> let's talk about berries. Okay. So uh, should we go down memory lane? Let's go down memory lane. Did you ever go berry picking as a child? No. I grew up in Oklahoma. Wait, they don't have berries? In no, we have like wait. no actual produce in Oklahoma. But they have a bird called the swallowtail berry picker. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, we have cows. And we have wheat. <laughs> so did you ever go cow tipping? And we tipping? have Bibles. <laughs> you have a cow's wheat, the, the big three. Yeah. Did you ever go cow tipping? Is that a real thing? No, um, no, no I, ne I never did any of these things. No, okay. I went berry picking for the first time um, when I moved to Seattle. Is one of the greatest disappointments of your adult life that you haven't yet been cow tipping? Because I'll take you. <laughs> oh, you mean you'll take me? Like you'll, like you'll tip me? I'll tip you. <laughs> That's right. I'll tip you. <laughs> Um, I thought the service charge was included. That was a... Oh, boy. <laughs> um, re rewinding, like, record-scratching noise. Okay. Okay, so um, I definitely went berry-picking as a kid. I think the kind of kid I was was that even when I was a kid, I felt like this is probably some kind of scam, like, can't you just get already picked berries? 
But did you did your parents have like an empty quart sized yogurt container on a string that was tied around your neck, and as you filled it up, it slowly like dug into the back of your neck, and then you were bleeding, and like was it like that? You know, I don't. That would make a lot of sense. Is that a real thing? Yeah, the first time I ever went berry picking, I was. Wait, handed, I thought you said you didn't go berry picking. As an adult, oh, what sorry. do you think? I've never gone berry picking. Sorry, anyway, I didn't. I didn't mean to go all like cross-examining lawyer. <laughs> like. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, no, I think that I think that the the proper way to do it as a Pacific Northwesterner is to have like an old like um, Kirkland brand quart size yogurt oh, container okay. that somebody has like stabbed holes in the side of with some scissors, and then you put some string on it or like kitchen twine. You put it around your neck. Huh? Yeah. I, okay. I, um, I know I've never done that. I like that idea. I think. I feel like we used a bucket, but then you had to have like one hand on the bucket all the time. And with the with the bucket around your neck, I mean the yogurt container around your neck, can you do yeah like two hands like milking the two fisted? <laughs> <laughs> could be the two fisted berry picker, yeah, which the- I think is the Washington <laughs> State bird. Yeah. Yes, just like that, just like that. Uh-huh. So wait, so you did this as a kid? Uh, yeah. yeah, and that's basically all I remember of it. That's I don't cool. even remember what kind of container it was. I feel like I read, I definitely read the book Blueberries for Sal. And so I remember like um, berries plinking into the bucket, but I don't think that really happened. I don't think we had a metal bucket. It sounds so quaint though. I know. Now I, I, I want to do it now. I think there's a, a you pick blueberry farm in Bellevue. Um, so uh, I think there are a few of them. Okay. So yeah. we should, we should go do that. Okay. Um, right now. My childhood berry experience. Um, well, so, uh, you know, all kids have silly names that they call things, blah, blah, blah. Well, my famously silly thing, my famously silly word as was, a kid. Oh, I thought your fa- famously silly thing was getting enclosed <laughs> in a cupboard. <laughs> no, that wasn't until I was an adult. Okay. No, um, my, my word as a kid that my parents, you know, loved and have never let me forget is that I called strawberries straw buzzy. Oh. And my parents loved this so much that at some point when I was a kid, my dad got a rowboat and named it Straw Buzzy <laughs> and had it painted red and white. And then he had like a matching long sleeved polo shirt <laughs> that matched his boat and had Straw Buzzy embroidered over the left breast. And as a child, this seemed so natural to me. Like, like oh, well, you name your boat. Right, of course. Kids speak. And then you have your matching shirt so that you can match your boat when you go out sailing. And now I'm like, oh, my God, this was so amazing. Well, I, we didn't have a boat, so this all makes sense to me. I mean, it's plausible enough. Yes. Uh, anyway. What are some of your favorite boat parts? No, let's not do that. <laughs> I also remember, so apparently my grandmother taught my mom to eat strawberries, but, you know, like you hold on to the, the little top and you dip it in sour cream and then dip it in brown sugar. Yum. But I was kind of scared of sour cream as a child, a fear I've never really conquered. And so I always just dipped it in plain brown sugar. And uh, anyway, I, I think that it's hard to improve upon that. That sounds, that sounds great. It, we, we did a sour cream episode, and we bo- both of us are kind of, uh, you know, nervous about sour cream. And we were both tasting, like, kind of each trying to put it on a brave face for the other. It was one of the most painful episodes we've ever done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> go back and listen to that and be sad. Yeah. So, um, hey, I... Um, yeah. So I once vomited after eating some strawberry syrup at an international pancake house. International house of, yes, IHOP. There yes. we go. International IHOP, house it stands for of International Pancake House. I went with my friends, the Fretwells, 
who were um, were church-going folk. And once okay. I spent the night at their house, and then I went to church with them mm-hmm. the next morning, and we went to IHOP afterward. And my friend Leslie had pancakes with strawberry syrup, and I had a bite of them, and I came home, and then I vomited. And I've always attributed it to the strawberry syrup. So don't... What, well, it, I was about to be sued for libel by IHOP, but I stopped myself just now. No, no. It turns out, actually, you were allergic to organized religion. Yeah. I think um, that's... So uh, thanks for sharing a story about the time, a time you threw up. Can I tell you a cute thing I said when I was a kid? Yeah. It has nothing to do with berries. Um, my, my dad uh, played, uh, played, still does play guitar, uh, electric guitar. Um, that was his boat. Um, and uh, I called his amplifier an amplibobby. <laughs> but he didn't have. He didn't get a shirt. Oh, that's so cute, Ampla Bobby. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think the statute of limitations is on making a shirt based on some cute thing you said as a kid? Because <laughs> now, I mean, thinking about it, how did he make the shirt? Did he have like silk screening equipment? Because no, nowadays no, you can embroidered. just go on like cafe press. It was embroidered, and I'm pretty sure somebody had to like hand embroider that on there because this was wow. like before. I mean, this was. I, this was before the age of, of machinery. Right. <laughs> did, he, did he get a tattoo that you know of? A straw buzzy tattoo? No, not okay. that I know of. Right. Okay. Support for today's show comes from Squarespace. If you've got a big idea or even a small idea, you can turn to Squarespace to turn your idea into a beautiful website to show the world. Whether this idea is a new business or a new creative project, or maybe you're changing careers. I mean, maybe you're going to become a podcaster. Yeah, maybe we're going to become something other than a podcaster. Ooh, I can't wait to see. Anyway. I'm going to become a runway model. (laughs) Squarespace's beautifully designed templates and customizable features make it easy for you to get uh, a gorgeous website right from the start. Would you you describe me as a beautifully designed template? (laughs) I would describe you as a gorgeous website. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, You can get a unique domain name to set you apart in your field. That comes free with a year subscription to Squarespace. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be good at coding or any of that nonsense. You can add and arrange your content with just the click of a mouse. What if I'm not good at anything? Can I still make a website? (laughs) I hope you're going to be good at runway modeling since you're going to leave podcasting for that. Well, I mean, that's probably just like walking up and down the runway and trying not to fall off. that's really all it is. That's all there is to it, right? Yeah, <laughs> okay, and if you need help, like I need a lot of help with a lot of things, you can contact Squarespace's 24-7 customer support. They got you covered. Think of them as your own IT department. Every runway model has an IT department. Did you know that? Um, I, I've, I, I'm learning so much. I'm learning on the job. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the best way to learn, I think. <laughs> cool. So make your next move and start your free trial at squarespace.com today. Enter offer code SPILLED to get 10% off your first purchase plus a free domain. That's SPILLED, S-P-I-L-L. ED. You wrote on the agenda Snookberry Jello. It's pronounced Snookberry. <laughs> um, so uh, this is another dumb thing I did as a kid. So um, when I was a kid, like I was, I was born a podcaster because. Um, I, uh, you know, I had like a, a cheap, uh, you know, boombox when I was a kid that could record on, on cassettes and I would like, you know, make pretend commercials and radio shows. And uh, the only one I remember was when I did a commercial for Snookberry flavored Jello, which was just a word I made up. Um, would, you, would you like to hear the Snookberry <laughs> yes, Jello yes. jingle? Yes. It went, Snookberry Jello, Snookberry Jello. All the world loves Snookberry Jello. Snookberry Jello is the one to buy six cents a piece. That's why. And that 
um, coincidentally, is the state song of Washington. Wait a minute, is that real? <laughs> is what real? Is that real? Did you just make that up for this show? No, no, I made that up for, as, as like a six-year-old. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> and wow. now that you've learned that, this is going to be our last episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, my child is a big fan of Peppa Pig. And I noticed a couple of months ago that she has begun pronouncing all of her berries the, like with a British accent from Peppa Pig. I mean, a long time ago, she started saying, like, we're going on holiday and <laughs> things like that. But now she also says, like, oh, can we buy some blueberries? <laughs> she wow. also says, like, oh, strawberry popsicles. Can I have a strawberry popsicle? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? This is the most, like... Prissy thing. Well, I but can't I, take her out in public anymore. No, I think I think you can because I think this is the absolute most quintessential example of a thing that is super cute when you're four, but then if you did it when you were like seventeen, Raspberry. you would be the most obnoxious person in the world mm-hmm. who, like, you know, just just got back from European holiday. Oh, I seem to have picked up the accent. Snookberry. <laughs> 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 Snookberry. <laughs> have Have you tried the snookberries? Um, I don't even know what accent that was. (laughs) Um, Um, So we're about to eat some fabulously off-season berries. mm -hmm. Um, Have you ever had a berry so flavorless you didn't want to eat it? Uh, maybe. I, I think I've, I've felt that way about blueberries sometimes. That like you blueberries, you can't really tell what you're getting until you bite into it. You don't know what you've got till it's gone. You don't know what you got till it's gone into your mouth. Um, I'm, I, I will eat pretty much any berry that crosses my path. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm down. You're a, you're a real berry file. Should, I, can I, I, yeah. I, I can't have so, this in front of me and not eat it. We okay. talked about this at our, at I our, thought, let's start with raspberries. That was my way of saying stop. Okay. Okay. So we're, we're going to eat some raspberries now. This is definitely like the, the smushiest of all berries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's still pretty good. Oh, that's um, so good. Sorry, you guys. Raspberries are the one. Can't have any. Um, that, you know, you get even like the half pint at the, at the farmer's market. And some of the ones on the bottom will have turned into jam by the time you get home. Oh. But, it, but it's okay. Oh, and they're like still warm and like, oh, I don't even have words for it. It's so good. So I didn't know... <laughs> I didn't know that people did this until I saw the movie Amélie. Mm-hmm. I was a late bloomer in so many ways. Um, I don't actually remember that part of that movie, but uh, so she, Amélie in the movie, puts raspberries well, on her fingers? Like a, there's like a, it's, I think it's in the opening sequence, right? The opening credits. She puts raspberries on her fingers as a little kid. Oh. While Jan Tiersen is playing and you're getting all caught up in the emotion. And you know what else she did as a cute kid? She spoke with a French accent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so instead of saying, like, blueberry, she said, like... Blue? Is that... Uh, no, uh... I don't know where this is going. Uh, mire? No. Is that... Is that uh, no, fr- that's... Is it blue? I feel like it's blue, but that's what came to mind, Maybe. but I don't know. Qu- quick, does anyone here speak French? <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, my dad really liked raspberries. <laughs> I mean, like, really liked raspberries. And he was otherwise a pretty normal person. Mm-hmm. But he really liked raspberries. <laughs> and it was a kind of thing, like, have you ever, have, have people close to you ever been like, oh, my friend Molly really likes X. I'm going to get her that for every holiday. 
Like, this happened to me when I was a angst-filled teenager and I was really into poetry. There were many years where I was just, like, pummeled with books of poetry <laughs> for, like, every and holiday. And loved it. No, but uh, this is what happened with my grandmother and my dad. Um, every year, for every holiday, my dad received something raspberry-oriented. Okay, when you, you put this on the agenda, every year uh, his mom would get him a raspberry thing. It was actually my mom's mom. So oh, okay. his mother-in-law. Isn't that like a typical like in-law kind of thing? Like, but, you really like raspberries. I'm just going to keep giving them to you. Yes, but when you said that, I'm like, okay, what's a raspberry thing? I can think of raspberry jam... And that's it. What is? Oh my a- God! No, there's there's like raspberry salsa, and there's like oh, okay. raspberry barbecue sauce, and raspberry yep. everything you never wanted. Right. <laughs> like yeah, no. It's, it I see, feels like if you're the kind of person who really likes raspberries, you hate those things even more than the average person does. Yeah. Uh, what about blueberries? Um, blueberry. I love blueberries. Um, I love snacking on them. I love uh, you know things made with blueberries. Like uh, you know I'll. I'll the other day for breakfast, I made a blueberry clafouti, which is like sort of like like a cross between a pancake and a custard. You make this really uh, thin batter and uh, pour it over some sweetened blueberries and then bake it till it kind of puffs up. A little, little like a Dutch baby, but not that puffy. It's so good. And, uh, and I just used frozen blueberries, and it was amazing. Um, You're using a lot of French words in this episode. You started it. Uh, my feeling about blueberries is that, so for as much as I like a warm raspberry, like at the farmer's market, you know, as you referred to, mm-hmm. like when you plow through the whole half pint before you leave the market. Oh, yeah. I want a blueberry to be really cold. And like, I know that a lot of people think blueberries are the ideal fruit for cooking or baking, like blueberry pie, the quintessential berry pie. But I feel like it just makes it really, like blueberries just get really sweet when they're warm or when they're hot, or when they're cooked, or pretty much when they're any way but cold. <laughs> but, I mean, you can hit them with some lemon juice in that case. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you're, I feel like you're upset Hold now on. because I've because so started talking about, like, an actual we food topic. Recently, we, re- <laughs> we recently did a show. I don't know which one it was. Uh-huh. That's the thing. Like, Matthew and I never remember what we said or did on a show approximately 35 seconds after we're done recording. No, you're going to come up to us afterwards and say, like, um, you know, great show, you guys. Where you're you like, already wh- where did, are we? We're, we're gonna, we're, they're going to be like, you already did Summer Berries, guys. And oh, that's like, quite possible. Anyway, um, no, we did a show recently where we talked about fruit temperature. Yes. And we asserted there's so many. It was oranges, I think. Oranges. Okay, well, I really want an orange to be cold. Me I want too. an apple to be cold. I want all of these things straight out of the fridge. I don't think we have ever gotten so much listener feedback. A- a- no. Slash vitriol. No, we, we awakened the trolls, I think. So we actually received um, a really tremendous email from, um, actually what Matthew wrote on the agenda is, read email from that guy. Mm-hmm. So... So his name is James Neal, and the subject line is, and I quote, my phone's at 5%, and I'm drunk, but... <laughs> so, so of course, opening. I pull this up on my phone. I see this subject line. I'm like, this is going to be good. <laughs> and it was. The, the email said, y'all really like fruit served cold? With two question marks. Uh-huh. It makes esters and other science things less able to reach your nose, so equal fruits will have less perceptible flavor served cold than they will served at room temp. I don't know where else to go from here. Anyway, resumes catching up on your podcasts. So, thank you. Thank you, listener James. 
amazingly. I, I couldn't. I could not even come up with the word Esther if I were drunk. No. Um, even if my name was Esther. Things. Right. <laughs> well, um, I mean, that's that's as far as he got. Like Esther's and uh, science things. <laughs> yeah. So, what about what do you do with blueberries? You you make uh, I make the foodie. Uh huh. Um, we we had some uh, blueberry muffins the other morning that were very delicious. Mm-hmm. Like it's you know. Whose blueberry muffin recipe do you use? Um, I think it was from. I don't remember what it was from. I know I've made the Cook's Illustrated blueberry muffin recipe before, um, and it's and it's excellent. Like there. A, a blueberry muffin that you get like at a at a cafe is often like absurdly sweet and sort of like weirdly sticky on top. Um, but when you make them at home, they're not like that. Oh, but the weirdly sticky part is the best. No, no, it's not. It's I don't not? like it. Isn't that the whole reason why they have those like muffin top? Uh, the tins? Well, no, a muffin that's top, like of... a crisp, like like you know, kind of crispy muffin no, top is but good. But like when a... it gets all sticky, that's good too. It's like a no. Mm. This could this could be the the most uh, this really could be our last serious episode. Dis, most serious disagreement we've We're ever had. We're about to eat some choke berries. <laughs> um, That's right. It's it's like uh, it's like Hunger Games. <laughs> Let's eat these choke berries at the same time. Yeah. Spoiler for Hunger Games. Okay. So what about so if, if I go berry picking around uh-huh. here, I think for most of us, blackberry picking is probably yes. the most common. I mean, blackberries being an invasive weed yeah. around here like it's um, good it's good to pick them because it's, it's good to be mean to them it is it's good to be mean to them so i used to live in this um so there's this row of duplexes on 8th avenue in ballard right by market street and they're all identical and i used to live in one of them and most of them don't have fenced in backyards they kind of all just flow together but behind mine there was this blackberry bush that was like on the property line basically and I was very excited about this and maybe I don't know the first summer after we moved in I went out and I was picking blackberries on my side of the bush my side of the bush my side of the bush (laughs) very fun to say (laughs) my new best-selling novel Um, I um I was standing out there innocently picking my blackberries and this woman came storming out of the duplex next door and she was like, those are my blackberries. I planted those and I use them every year to make cordial. (laughs) And I was like, I just feel like it doesn't go hand in hand. Like this idea of like blackberry hoarding and making cordial. I don't know, though. She like, was so angry. I, 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 and furthermore, who plants a blackberry bush in this town? No, you just like, you stand don't plant and wait. a blackberry bush. Yeah, you just live somewhere long enough and one arrives. I, I feel like I have a, I a like, real mental image of this crazy cordial lady that, like, <laughs> you know, that she, she probably she's poisoning people with cordial, right? I think she is. I think she is. She was, instead of water... Does Cordial even have water? And I was going to say she uses her blood. (laughs) But maybe that's just me. (laughs) Anyway, um, I feel like the thing with blackberries is, um, well, either they're really good or they're really not. And also, did you guys see the, like, little news article that was circulating last summer about how basically every freshly picked blackberry that you eat is just covered in worms? Did you guys see that? Yeah. Wait, wait, you said that just as I put it in my mouth. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, it's like covered in microscopic worms. But are they bad for you, worms? Well, no. I mean, we're we're eating worms all the time. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, I am. But... I mean, pretty much. So I also just saw something on Facebook yesterday about how some woman felt. I uh, Facebook is where I go to get all my news. Oh, great. Um, some woman felt a crawling sensation in her head, and it was a live cockroach. What? Why I did you say she that? Had eaten too many blackberry worms. And, and they, they turned and worms into cockroaches. This is exactly the kind of science I expect from Facebook. So Yes, yes. Um, anyway, yeah. So, um, I don't know. So, some blackberries are really big and mm-hmm. some are really small. <laughs> are they all blackberries? Well, or are some of them like Loganberries or well, like... That's interesting. Like I didn't, even though we like wrote this down, I didn't and think of it till did, just like, now. Like, only Marion and Logan get berries <laughs> named after them. Oh, do you think it's Logan from Veronica and like, Mars? And like Boysen. <laughs> and Boysen, yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, that is kind of interesting that like of all these, you know, I can't name different types of raspberries or blueberries, but, but you know, Marion berries, Boysen berries, Logan berries, they're all kinds of blackberries, right? No, I don't think those are all kinds of blackberries. I think they're all kinds of blackberries. No, I, I think that. I think they're all I covered with worms. There's somebody. Yes. 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 <laughs> Anyway, okay. Um, uh, how do you feel about like mixed berry things, like like a mixed berry jam or mixed berry stuff? Generally, I'm skeptical. I feel like the the pure berry flavor gets muddled. Yeah, I don't feel good about it. I'm not skeptical of whether they exist. I'm skeptical of whether it's good. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like if I had a whole bunch of berries that weren't very good, what I would do with them is label them mixed berries and mix them all together <laughs> so that you. Like, I, I really, it's, it's, it's what you do. Right. Well, it's important to write the label out first so you don't get confused. I don't, yeah. Um, these blackberries are pretty good. Um, what about... I feel like I'm really, like, um, a traitor to the state of Washington in many ways, like, eating these imported berries. I think one of them is, like, from Europe or something. Um, what, uh, what, what other things do we need to say about berries? Let's see here. Uh, freezing berries... Um, Everybody I, knows, right, that the best way to freeze fruit in general is to lay it out on a sheet pan until it's hard, and then you can scoop oh. all your little individually frozen pieces of fruit into a Ziploc bag, right? Everybody knew, everybody knew that. I did not know that. We are such an informative podcast. I don't know if you guys <laughs> know, but yeah, we were like write about food for a living. We're so informative, we just informed me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I never have enough leftover berries to freeze them. Um, probably because I haven't been berry this picking is, yeah, in a long time. Yeah, this is only when you go yep. berry picking because if you buy them at the farmer's market, you're basically like handing over blocks of gold, like... Bullion? Is it bullion or bullion? I think it's, bu- I think it's spelled bullion, but pronounced bull- but but bullion. But that's like what I used to make stock when I'm not going to make it from scratch. But it's, I mean... I it's- use gold bullion. <laughs> it is some kind of rich stock. <laughs> Thank you um, for laughing. You totally saw that coming. I know you did. Woo! Uh, yeah, I think they're both. I think they're both bullion, or I don't. But bullion is is kind of fun to say. I just got a bad blueberry. I I think to go back to blackberries for a second. I think this is more characteristic of blackberries. That sometimes you get like a really like weedy tasting one that that is super gross and can ruin your whole day. It's because that one's full of worms. It's because that's that's the one. That's where the worms have made their home, and now they've made their home in me. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I I've. Something I learned, um, I've learned over the years of being a food person is that I am the only person who likes Brazil nuts. Like, does, can, can we get a show of hands? Does anyone here, like, really like Brazil nuts? 
Oh, wow. I love you people. You're my people. Thanks for coming to the show. Um, we'll hang out afterwards. Um, you know how sometimes you get like a rancid tasting Brazil nut and you're like, oh no, this like, I, it, you, you have to like wait a week before eating another Brazil nut because it's so scarring. This, it's, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Isn't there something, um, some sort of pine nut yes, syndrome? Yes, yes there is. Where if you get a pine nut, like a certain bad pine nut, it will leave a, a strange taste in your mouth for something like two weeks? Uh, yeah, it's called pine mouth. Uh, I've never had it, but a friend of mine had it and said it was the worst experience of his life. Wow. All, everything he ate for days tasted terrible. Never going to eat another pine nut. I know. Um, what else? So uh, I, um, sometimes um, I will make, um, or, or probably more often my wife will make, a, uh, like a berry, open face, like berry tart. I guess all tarts are open face. But like a, a rustic berry tart where you, like, you, uh, you roll out the dough and you sort of fold it around like a, a crostata. Ga- a galette. A galette. Or a crostata. Um, bouillon, a bouillon. Um, <laughs> And those are really, really good. Blueberry is my favorite. Blueberry basket. (laughs) Thanks again to Third Love for sponsoring today's episode of Spilled Milk. As you know, dear listener, I love my Third Love bra. And I'm wearing it right now as I record this. Can you hear the confidence in my voice that I am gaining from my Third Love bra? Can you? I think it's because Third Love bras fit so well, probably because they were developed using thousands of real women's measurements, and they range in size from AA to G, including half cup sizes. You can also try their bras for free for 30 days, paying just $2.99 for shipping. That's any bra from the 24-7 collection. So go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk to get started today. You know, we wrote down also, so this this agenda, it, we always write like a little, um, it's sort of like dropping our breadcrumbs, you mm-hmm. know, to find our way back home again after the show. Sort of like, I just got a bad Blackberry. It just happened right now. Oh, anyway, um, uh, so we wrote down gooseberries and then underneath it, the bullet point says, these are great. <laughs> There you I have probably it. I wrote think that. We can so cross that one off the list. No, let's talk about gooseberries for a minute because first of all, gooseberries are beautiful. Like they're, they're the green ones. They're the green ones like that are of sort of veiny, kind of veiny right? and translucent. Like they look like you know if you made up a berry for like a in a science fiction novel that like grew on another planet, like it would look something like a gooseberry. And they're incredibly tart. You have to sweeten them a lot. And I, I haven't great. actually, and they're great. I haven't actually. I think of myself as a real lover of gooseberries. Probably the last time I bought them was 10 years ago. Wait a minute. Do you actually think of yourself as a real lover of gooseberries? Is this like one of the, like, your personal attributes? If somebody's like, so what are you into? No, that is the primary way I see myself. I am a lover of gooseberries. Gooseberries. That's right. No, like, hit me up on, on like, you know, your your online dating sites. It just says gooseberries. (laughs) Like, haven't gotten a lot of swipes. I don't don't know how this works. I've been married for 20 years. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but I know there's swipes. What what else? Is there is there anything else that we need to to plumb? Oh, I mean, the there are a of? lot of berries that we can't we well, can't even begin to plumb. Like like cloudberries and plums. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, one thing we've learned like doing other fruit episodes is that a lot of things that you don't realize are berries are technically berries. Like an avocado, is that a berry? I think it is. Like a tomato. <laughs> 
So we could get into that. No, if, let's if we not get into waste that. waste everybody's time. No, I think we should go ahead and wrap this thing up. Okay, let's wrap this thing up, and then uh, we'll we'll take some uh, some Q's and some A's. Um, we should first say thank you. Thank yeah, you so anybody much. who wants to answer for <laughs> us, we'll, we'll take some we're Q's. We're taking Q's and we're taking A's. <laughs> That's right. We're what we're getting is... out of here, but you can ask each other questions all night. Um, <laughs> yeah, like what was wrong with those people? I don't know. Um, <laughs> What just happened? Thank you so much to Mohai. Um, uh, you know, if you have not been yet to the to the Edible City exhibit, you, I mean, don't go in now. That would be trespassing. Um, it was uh, curated by our friend Rebecca Den. It is Who incredible. Who is here this evening? Thank you, Rebecca. Um, it is an amazing exhibit on uh, the the history of food in Seattle, and like you know, you you go in, if you're the kind of person who goes in thinking like I know all this stuff. I, I you know I learned something every three inches in this exhibit. And thank you so much to Andy Eat It, too. I love their show. We really appreciate it. Find them, find them on iTunes. And thank you to our producer, Abby. Yes. Who is also here. Uh, you can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com, uh, where, I don't we know. We will not be posting recipes today. Pro- no. Probably not. I don't know. I could probably post a link to... Will you do your... your- Clafouti recipe? Um, yeah, it's from John Thorne. I can, I can post that. It's good. Cool. Um, it's great, in fact. These are great. Um, <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast, um, where you could probably come and, and just like harangue us about how we should be eating fruit warm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again. We're used to it. Yeah, we, we can, can take, take it. it. <laughs> Uh-oh. We're not married, by the way. <laughs> and uh, you can uh, leave us a review on iTunes. That would be very much appreciated. Uh, and uh, until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna unfurl the inflatable slide now and get out of here. Woo! Good night, everybody. Thank you so much for coming. Take like okay. two questions. How okay, about that? great. Two questions so... and two <laughs> Boy, answers. That sounds kind of stingy. Like... Yeah. We... <laughs> Right. Oh, oh, Matthew's dad. Yes. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work or just enjoying a relaxing week away, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, and if you're a spilled milk listener, we bet that sometimes you want to cook when you travel. And Town Place Suites by Marriott has a Weber grill on the patio. They've got a microwave, dishwasher, stovetop, full-size refrigerator. You are good to go. In other words, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy.